0: One of us has to be the social one who's not shilling. Like, there just has to be that counterbalance. One of us has to talk to people and then not try to sell them
1: shit at the end so that there's goodwill, br- like, you know, built up. No, yeah, you're the opener, and then I'm the closer who comes in, and Blake's there just like, Hey, buddy, you want to buy me a drink? I'm I'm not there if I can help it. Scotty,
0: you know how, you know how in Glenbury Glen Ross, it's the the coffee's for closer. You haven't had coffee in months. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Is the show about professional and not so professional wrestling? I'm your host, the Bad Boy of Podcasting, Scotty Moore. I'm Blake Tanner. Hey, Dylan, just talk. I'm still sweating from Fighter Fest. <laughs> <laughs> not even from Fight for the Fallen. From
0: Fighter Fest, there were enough nerds around me; it carried over a show.
1: <laughs> now, That's why you had to take a little break. Yeah, yeah. The,
0: so. The thing that I want more than anything is since Kenny and Asuka know each other from back in the Japan days, I really want her to just leave one day and show up in AEW and then just destroy all of AEW's no-name Joshi wrestlers. That's my greatest desire at this point because after having watched... That should, the fight for the fallen in person, I can tell you that my belief that all Joshi wrestlers are at least adequate was horribly mistaken.
1: Wait, what? Because Joshi's were my—I I didn't watch Fight for the Fallen because I had to go do a JWF. Oh man,
0: I'm I'm so sorry to crush those dreams for you. Yeah, no, the B Priestley and then some girl in like a weird, like rip-off Chris Wolf outfit mm-hmm. fought uh, Rio. Rio, is that her name?
1: Yeah, I think it was Rio
0: and, um... Rio, yeah, Britt. and and Britt, yeah. And, like, holy cow, I know Britt got a concussion. Yeah, yeah that didn't help one, that Britt was, like, concussed from, within, from, like... From one straight B. Priestley kick to the back <laughs> of the head.
1: Yeah. Yeah, because I was like, oh, look at this goofy thing she did. She did, the like, a hot tag to the wrong person, and all I could think and then real, I saw... It,
0: at the thing, the guy sitting next to me and B both looked at it, and we're like... No, people don't hate. I was like, she's either selling real good or no, she's concussed. She's, yeah. that's unfortunate. This is going to be
1: a weird, this is going to be a weird match. Yeah, you can anyway, tell how bad her film got rung, like, once she got that kick.
0: Yeah, that did not help the quality of that match because B Priestley's partner, despite being a, like, champion of a Japanese promotion uh, that I don't know because I don't know all of the Japanese Joshi promotions. What? fuck you, I have limited memory in this. <laughs> all right. I knew B Priestley was automatically, and I knew she was the freaking, like, stardom, like, main champion. What else do you want from me? I also loved how everybody rooted against him. I was like, you do realize that this is a doctor and, like, one Japanese woman against literally two champions. I don't care that this is, like, a tag match. You'd be yeah. stupid to, there's no way stardom would allow this. Mm-hmm. But I, I want you to know, uh, I learned two things from that match. One, not all Joshi wrestlers are created equal. Two, a concussion will greatly affect the quality of a match. And three, B Priestley <laughs> throws the most Japanese fucking elbows I've ever seen a woman wrestler throw. Yeah. Since that one that uh, fucking uh, Nikki Bella threw on Paige, that was like Masawa-esque where she like <laughs> like her. Yeah. Uh, that was... That was great. So, yeah, no, I just need Kana to show up and just destroy that whole division. I need one destroyer in that division because Mm -hmm. it's currently just such a clusterfuck, and I don't know what to think, and it makes me sad. That show took all of, like, the wind out of my sails for AEW, largely because of the humidity and the crowd sucked, probably also because of the heat and humidity, so it's like this weird thing where I was just like, having been there, it wasn't great. On TV. Wait, Blake, did you watch it?
1: No, nah, I've only seen bits and pieces. I didn't get to see the live broadcast.
0: Okay. So, like, I don't know if live broadcast. It was better. I heard the commentary needs to shoot one person.
1: but Yeah, yeah um, it's, the, it's the same person that still needs to be shot, I believe.
0: We, okay, so we just need to hire Golden Boy full-time. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got yeah. it. Um, but yeah, having watched it, the only thing I could think of the whole time was A, this venue is terrible for this. B, holy fuck, it's hot. C, I hate everyone else in this building. And, <laughs> yeah. and like, I feel uh, that D, way. I go to
1: most, like, wrestling shows.
0: Yeah, A, C, you would be amazed how much it helps. And, like, D, D was that the show quality just wasn't. Yeah. Wasn't. Well, it wasn't as good. And I don't know if it was that I just wasn't in a wrestling mood. The crowd wasn't hot for the match. They were hot in general. Nah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, like, that one, that that show really, I like, I don't know, unless you magically, like, get it, unless you pull some Double or Nothing bullshit for All Out, I probably won't go to another AEW show for a while. It soured me that much. Wow, like, that, really? That
1: Damn.
0: Oh, yeah, the whole Sing- thing... Not not like the match quality or anything just the li- like the live experience of yeah. that was so poor from being like at the, in that venue that I really just don't want to see anyone that was in that building again for months.
1: Now I will say from what I've read online, yes, you're right. It was not the it was probably the weakest of the 3 events they've run so far, four if you're counting um all in. But it probably also had the best match. A few people have said that AEW's ever done, which was Kenny versus Shima.
0: Which I couldn't even be I, I couldn't even be that hyped for because I was so hot and I yeah. was so literally tired that I couldn't. I knew that match was great the entire time. Like like mentally, I was like, "This is amazing." Shima did a. Fucking meteora off of part of the building onto Kenny on a table, and the table went full Japanese table and did not give.
1: <laughs> nice. Like, it
0: is the table. It is the table. Also, there's nothing greater than seeing seeing Shima pull off a meteora in person. Like it's just the it's the greatest like physical spectacle to watch. Yeah. Cause you're cause you're just like, there's no way this man could pull this off. He looks ancient by Jap no. Beautiful every time. It's America.
1: Yeah. Um, now going to WWE news. I think if can you can we not look...
0: <laughs> can we just forget that company exists? If you look except at except the...
1: for except for the yowie wowie
0: parts and the fact that Nakamura is now a champion let's again
1: know. out of nowhere. Let's let's slow down.
0: Finn Finn asked for time off, and they were like, "Who can we give this to?" Uh, you know, Shinsuke was was intercontinental champion in another company, right? Like yeah, yeah. some other. Yeah, he'll be fine.
1: It's like, oh, so we could just use Shinsuke to ride off Balor, right? It's oh, no, no, no. <clears throat>
0: can can we? Can, it, I I hate this because this this exposes how little I watch WWE. Is 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 Nakamura still wearing the one piece jumpsuits?
1: Oh, yes, he is. He is fully doing um, that. Actually, I think I think <sighs> when they were they were having that conversation, um, Vince just went and knocked on a closet, and I think Bray Wyatt just kind of fell out because he got locked in there for too long. Yeah, we wow. We.
2: Which um, yeah, we, I will give say. Give me some water, please.
1: I will say perfectly done fucking segment. Like mm-hmm. here's how you know a segment's good is when the pictures give off the same vibe that being there live did cuz like it was insane to watch like the lights go out, then the other lights go out, and then just Bray Wyatt's there and they're flashing white and red over his face. It's something- his fantastic mask. Yeah, and speaking of, uh, like, it, it, the fact you couldn't see the audience really added to it for some reason. Like, it almost looks like a house show or an empty arena, which was terrifying and done very, very well.
0: I am incredibly surprised that he kept the same finisher.
1: Yeah, I could see that. The only thing is, like, if he did something more—well, I mean— It's not a bad finisher, and most moves in WWE all seem kind of the same amount of devastating, other than the skull-crushing finale.
0: (laughs) Well, my only thing with it now is that despite the fact that he ripped it off, Jay White does the same finisher and has, like, elevated it more, just because, you know...
1: Japan. What's the um I, I'm so I'm bad with move names, which is bad because I've done call it I've done play by play commentary in the past. What's the move where it's similar to a sister Abigail except instead of the arm going over the front, they go around and it's essentially it's like a whirlwind DDT, basically. Do you know what I'm talking about? Like bent over the knee, grab by the back of the head, and then immediately flip around and do a DDT. It looks like oh. just
0: oh i know what you're talking about
1: yeah so that would have added like that extra bit it's like moxley going from dirty deeds to um the death 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 rider Rider. it's just that extra little bit also um speaking of bray wyatt blake uh this is more of a question for the youtube viewers why do you have bray wyatt's original version for his mask on your back wall because holy fuck what is this horrifying, demonic, like face you've got on a plaque behind you? It's a kabuki mask. It yeah. is. Yeah, they are... and
0: you can and you can learn about it all. You can learn all about it and its backstory on a load of BS. <laughs> now, back to wrestling. actually, no, back to fight for the fallen. So, you want to know how? Here, here, I, I can tell you the entire. Let me, let me, let me just. Because Scotty does this every once in a while. I want to tell you the whole story of my experience with this bullshit.
1: Right. Okay. Um, real quick, I'm just going to change the show notes for segment one to say Dylan gets to vent about the bad time he had. Yeah. Also, I will That's say right. my favorite part of the show notes was my first one was, Bray's back! And then the second note is, Brox, Brock's back. No. Uh so yeah. 90, the, not even a hundred days. Not yeah. even a hundred
0: days. We didn't even crack it. He was two away. He just had to make it to next run. Couldn't do it. Couldn't yeah, no. do it. And also did you, did you see the wonderful statistic of how many days Brock Lesnar has held that title? It's over six hundred, didn't you say <sighs> that? It's six hundred and sixty two today. you oh, want to know how
1: many every, everybody else has combined held it for?
0: Four hundred and thirty two.
1: Which I believe was the exact amount of time CM Punk held the title as well. So Okay. Yeah, just, just combined. Yep. Yeah, no, at this
0: point, at this point, it's going to you know how, like, people are, you know, like, synonymous with, like, championships, like Nakamura and the Intercontinental and, like, New Japan and yeah. Nao Okada and the, yeah, Brock is going to be synonymous with, um, no one being there. There.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But he puts That's, it up to his ear and he jams out like he did that one time. Oh no,
0: that was a sweet move. When he is there, it's awesome. That's why I wish that Brock party had lasted longer cuz it was the it was the last time I had remembered seeing Brock Lesnar, not the champion and I still liked him being there yeah. since he had the axe and destroyed a caddy on Raw. That right. was the last That was the last time I was just like, oh, Brock Lesnar's here. Thank you, Jesus. It's Mm -hmm. too expensive
1: to throw a Brock party every night, though. You know, you got to get all the stuff Mm -hmm. there. You got to bring him in. Yeah, Millions of dollars every night.
0: Five million ham hocks. um, (laughs)
1: You got to feed him. And apparently, despite Bray coming back, the Raw audience, very much like the fight for the Fallen audience, turned very quickly on that show to a point where... Hey, WWE, if you've got a guy that's made a bunch of problematic comments on Twitter recently, maybe don't make him number one contender again. Or maybe don't even pull, like, the potential of nine other dudes could possibly get it and instead just be like, yeah, he's got a rematch clause. Let him do it. Like, that's all it takes. But instead, WWE wanted to give us hope, which was, I think that was the worst part of Raw.
0: People are like, maybe, maybe it'll be Cesaro. Cesaro's first one out. Okay, okay, but like Biggie's in that Biggie second one out, and they're just like, okay, well, it's like that Royal Rumble in Philly where they were just like, okay, well, Dean yeah. Brian, and like someone else are out.
1: Like a beep. Yeah. Anywho. Well, well, speaking of that, I was thinking Roman. I was thinking Roman would win it, but no. <laughs> WWE doesn't want to give me what yeah. I and only I want. This is
0: the this is the darkest timeline. Roman Reigns is now more wanted for the main event than Seth Rollins.
1: Yeah. Um, right? This is what they wanted.
0: I still want Drew versus Brock cuz that's like Samoa Joe versus Brock where I was like I know who's going to win but holy fuck the Haas battle. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um anyway, back to back to my Saturday night. Yeah. Um which is a weekly segment on this show, but they always cut it because it's too long. <laughs> um, so you know, get to get to the stadium. It's held at I think it's AITT Stadium in Jacksonville. You park yeah. and like, Tony Khan go going. It in, was
1: literally done there because Tony Khan's dad designed it, and he was like, "I want to impress my dad." Okay, yeah. Tony. That's fine. So
0: mine. I I uh. You park there and, like, going Also, in, I don't want to pay. <laughs> I, going in there and parking, I knew this was, the exit was going to be a clusterfuck from the beginning because, A, none of the parking is labeled. Yeah. B, no one's telling you where to park. So there's, like, no, like, okay, you need to go down and it's just free for all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, C, it's a bunch of wrestling fans. Uh, those are the three things. I'm going to be using A, B, and C a lot. It, it comes up. Uh, anyway, you stand in the heat for a while. Yeah. And then you get into the building, except which is also in the heat, except it's more shaded. Uh, I didn't try to go to the merch stand or anything. I just, like, sat down. Yeah. Um, and I have never seen more fighting among people who didn't know where the their seats were in my entire goddamn my favorite part was there was this ch- ch- like this couple in front of me and the 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 chick was just like can people not read to know where the, their seats are like looking back at me and then it turns out that they were in the wrong seat <laughs> <laughs> oh the irony was so thick i wanted to put it on pancakes yeah. now Anyway, so you, you get there. All this stuff happens. Uh, eventually, they play this weird thing where, like, some dude from the Jaguars is sitting and having a table discussion with with Britt Baker. Oh, yeah. and Adam Page. Except they're in full gear, and he's in sweatpants, and that's they- real weird. And I just, uh, I tuned that out and just read shit on my phone. Um, and then and then Peter Avalon shows up in his robe and then people hate reading all of a sudden yeah, and yeah. it's and it's just really depressing and then he ha- and then he has a match oh and then so the worst part about that match was like so peter avalon came out and i was like okay well this is not great cuz people hate this gimmick and yeah. then how was the how was the go, go away heat how was it um not nearly as uncomfortable as the the like the anti lgbtq heat for like no! for sunny Yeah, oh, people around me booing, being like, no.
1: Well, like, oh, I was... Oh, you were in the cornet section. That's right. That was the problem. Mm -hmm. The
0: whole crowd was the cornet section, okay? Well, half of it was. It was interspersed. There were a lot of people cheering because that was a fantastic entrance. I was just coming out with the Jaguar cheerleader and the mascot and just doing the dance. I was just like, that's fucking brilliant. And then people reacting poorly. I was like, you... Fucking like toxic masculinity pieces of shit. This <laughs> this is amazing, but every time a spot or like you know a somewhat gold dust esque, it was gold dust heat. They he was getting gold dust heat in yeah. the late two thousand, like in the in the two thousands. Unacceptable, fully unacceptable. Anyway, yeah, passable match, fully passable. Um... I was really hope uh, I, I do appreciate that the 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 split guillotine has come back at least in some regard yeah but you know match ends and like I was thankful just because I was like okay, I just don't have to deal with like like other people dealing with these gimmicks that they don't fully understand other yeah people were just talking about how much Peter Avalon sucked I was just in the crowd. I talked to the crowd a lot even though they couldn't hear me. Um, and my main one was, my main one was like, boo, these guys suck. And I was like, you realize this company needs jobbers, right? Like somebody (laughs) has to lose in this company. Probably going to be the people whose gimmick is librarian. Yeah. Like the guy next to me, the guy next to me who was like a middle-aged dad who was coming to this, wasn't familiar with the AEW roster, but like was familiar with wrestling, was digging my commentary way (laughs) too much.
1: Hey. Oh, God. This is why you're the lord of the smart side. You're not there with all of the other, like, plebs in the masses. You're above them. I, well, like, literally at 6'5", I could see. I I like to think Dylan's the Darth Vader of the smart side, which is like... They're all like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He, Dylan, he supports us. And then at the very end, he takes off his mask and he's like, "Fuck all of you idiots!" <laughs> well, you mean how he towers them. over everyone like their children, and they all yeah. come up to him and say, Ma- "Master Dylan, help! There's, t- there's too many of them. We, yeah."
0: <laughs> then there was the then there was that tag match that I already shit on. Um, yeah. It had good points, but, like, the guy next to me just hated Britt Baker so much. (laughs) He's like, I just don't like her. Like, it's just... And I fear he felt like a douche once he found out that she had a concussion, but I'm pretty sure he just doesn't like the whole gimmick, which is fair.
1: You turn to him, and you're just like, Look, she's been through a tough time. Her boyfriend just died.
0: (laughs) That was, like, a year... That was was years ago. She's had time
1: to get over it, yeah. She's
0: had time to get over it. Her finisher is the same as his. It's okay. Um... But yeah, that match happens. You get to the main card. And yeah. like the main card is it's it's pretty good. Like, you know, there's there's several matches, some of which I don't remember fully mm-hmm. at all. I remember the back half of the card a lot more. It yeah. says a lot. Um I think I think I started really paying attention and start being memorable at the triple threat tag match. Yeah. Because because I remember being there and heckling the crowd for not appreciating the dark order.
1: Oh, like, they're so good. They're so I, good. I was
0: heckling the people heckling them. Like I I knew they couldn't hear me, but You know the You know the Hannibal Burst was like, Why are you booing I'm right? It was me being like, Why are you not appreciating them? They're 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 better than you. Like, have you seen? Just because one of them literally looks like a bowling ball man and the other one is, like, Kratos mixed with Vega and you yeah. don't understand that, like, whatever yeah. whatever. He, Stu Grayson did the, like, line in the sand spot, like, after he threw freaking, uh, through um, oh my god, I can't, how can I not remember one half, like, and, and Helico's partner, how can I not remember... Oh, Jack Evans. Jack Evans. Yeah, I couldn't remember Jack Evans' name. He throws Jack Evans like a child. <laughs> like, and he's just like, say like bring it on. I was like, this is amazing. This is everything mm-hmm. I've wanted. Luchasaurus. By the way, what's the dumbest gimmick you've ever seen get over huge? Because it's Luchasaurus. Let me just answer <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah. for you. I was just there being... People, Luchasaurus, I was like, imagine seeing this with no context. That would just be mind-blowing mm-hmm. as this man's slow roundhouse kicks people. And, like, Marco Stunt is just there for no reason at yeah. all. By the way, my favorite spot of that entire match, it, it like it wasn't the sweet finisher that the Dark Order has, which no one else appreciated but me. And, like, other. it was the fact that Marco Stunt stood on the top rope, Hurricane Ron had somebody off of it and then looked surprised when he got tossed from the ringside, despite the fact that he clearly interfered in this match (laughs) in front of the ref in a match that he was not involved in at Um, all. Can I I ask you
1: a question about something? This is one of the few things I saw live because my parents are watching it, but I had to work. At one point, they cut to the crowd and private party are there. And they're like, yeah, private party. And then it pans over and just Jabali's there for no reason. And then security comes in and tosses Jabali out of the arena for no apparent reason whatsoever. I don't know if that was clear where you were or if you even
0: saw this, but. No, but I did wonder why there was a spotlight on a guy getting tossed out. And then, oh, okay, so that was probably, I saw somebody stand up with a drink. And I was just like 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 happy that they got somebody kicked out. I was like, oh, that's weird. I'm sure on TV that makes way more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently it did. Um, yeah, that match was good. SCU versus the Lucha Brothers was was good. Was, it got really humid during that match. It was really hard to concentrate. And the guy in front of me kept being like yelled at for standing up for the Lucha Brothers because he was clearly like Latino and like was yelling shit in Spanish at the yeah. wrestlers, and to which I was behind them, being like, "They can't hear you, nor do they care." Yeah, <laughs> and they can't understand you because you're yelling at the at the Americans in Spanish. I assure you that at least at least one of them no idea. It takes
1: is one dick in a wrestling crowd to ruin a really good match. Is what I found, and it always makes me sad. I'm like, and please. in this case, uh, the heat was the biggest dick.
0: Yeah, yeah. so. So my favorite part in that was, like, I looked away for a second to talk to the guy next to me after that match. And then I looked back up, and the Lucha Bros had a ladder for no real reason that I could under. And then they beat the shit out of him with a ladder, despite being the faces in that match, basically. And then they gave an all-Spanish promo on a ladder, which you can only really pull off in Florida or Texas or Southern (laughs) California. yeah. like they were like, they really picked their spot with that, because I was like, this is one of the few places where you could get away with that, because 50% of the audience was cheering along. I was like,
1: okay. They're saying some good shit, I guess. All right. I was like, is
0: this what it's like whenever the Bullet Club talks in New Japan? Like, is that what I'm feeling right now? Yeah. That's what it feels like. That There was that. Uh, the the Kenny match was just, like, I got to see Kenny live again, which was amazing, it wasn't the best of his matches I've seen live, and somebody pointed out that we probably, for, like, at least... I mean, Moxley will be great, but after that, we probably won't see, like, New Japan-level Kenny Omega for a while. Yeah. Just just because, A, like, the format doesn't really lend to it, and, B, the talent pool's not there. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong, AEW's extremely talented roster. I saw a lot of great stuff over the three shows that we've seen, but, like, there's... Like he like it's it's like if you watch a football team and the quarterback's great but everybody else is like subpar like you can only drag so many people
1: so far yeah like over the course of it I'm really curious as to how is the TV going to be weekly or taped like Impact it's going to be taped okay. and then it's going to be weekly Okay I'm really I'm gonna I'm really curious as to how Kenny's going to handle doing weekly shit I don't I know mean, if that's something that's like really been
0: you, do you, do you, do you remember the the New Japan in the USA show from 2017? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Where he where he wrestled like three of the best matches of that year over the course of two days.
1: Yeah, but I mean that's I, I'm not saying like he, cuz he can clearly keep things up for like say like the G1 or something that's super fucking hectic. I, but I mean like It's a progressive thing, I think, with TV. So, like, it it wouldn't affect him now, but I'm kind of curious as to how he would do with that situation. But I also love it. I love any time I can hear Dylan's, I'm about to slap you upside the head with knowledge thing come out. Because every time the sentence begins with, do you remember when, and then there's a brief pause. And then fact that immediately (laughs) disowns whatever I just said.
0: I only, I want you to know I only really have that knowledge for a very, very set, like, amount of circumstances. It's just you keep walking into them, <laughs> so I've been real, I've been really lucky. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, Anyway. I'm gonna fall into, why am I here? why was I called tonight?
0: <laughs> uh, because we're about to talk to the, about the G1, and you're winning our, uh, our internal prediction series.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: somehow. Oh, also, the last thing I will say about that is due to the bad, how bad I knew the parking situation was going to be, I left Fight for the Fallen as soon as Rick Knox counted three on the Bucks pinning the, the Rhodes Brothers. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. I sprinted out of that bitch. I missed the whole, where people were like, oh, that was such an awkward thing. And I was like, okay, A, I didn't miss anything. B, I got out of there, like, just scot-free, like, like like peeled out, no, no thing. Yeah. And then C, I got to try the new Taco Bell uh, habanero ranch uh, (laughs) fried burrito afterwards. So, really, it was just the complete package.
1: I did enjoy what Kenny did because Kenny apparently, since it was a show against gun violence, it's kind of awkward with, good night, bang, Instead, he went, boing, and the whole crowd went, boing, with him. So, I'm like, (laughs) all right, I'm fine with that.
0: Yeah. Uh, But, yeah, no, so... uh, so, so Blake would you like to to talk about your impressive uh, winning streak in the G1 among us
1: well before he does that I'd like to talk about some some other people who impress did me. you just jericho me
2: <laughs>
0: bring it in man <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not Father's Day. What are you talking
2: about?
1: <laughs> it sounds like Dylan had a hard time at Fight for the Fallen. If you want a hard time, Bluetooth.com. Oh no, no. Patreon.com/slash a little BS. It's the website where you can support the Fight Boys and you can help us out. You can keep giving us money so I could go to the next show and make Dylan's time so much better. It's it's what I do. And if we uh, reach I wanted, I want you to money, the, the, the whole.
0: Th- The whole time I was there, I was like, I mean, this is pretty bad, but I imagined how much
1: you'd be sweating like a hog in like your black t-shirt and Zumba pants in that heat. It it, would have been really rough. But yeah, Patreon! It's where you can support us! It's where you get access to me and Blake's exclusive show, You Paid for This, where we watch terrible movies and commentate over them, like our last episode where I forced Blake to watch Cat in the Hat under the guise of it being Ghost Rider, and uh, he ended my friendship with him for a few days there. That was pretty rough. And also, you get access to our Discord, where every single time we go live on Twitch, you get a notification that lets you know when to come and watch. And then also, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon Saint of Fight Boys, that motherfucker Gazi, who recently proclaimed himself to be the to be our fucking champion of Patreon. So you guys have to beat Gazi, and you can by donating at Patreon.com/slash a load of B. S and um it looks like Blake froze again, so Dylan, who are we gonna tweet this week? Um Should we just tweet Megaran and be like, hey man, I don't know if you really gave us permission, but thanks. Um no 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 no. There's
0: there's other there's other people uh there's other people we can tweet at. Have we tweeted tweeted at uh at Shima? No we Oh my god. So <laughs> at Shima Really, I just want to ask him when he's going to bring a Shaolin Monk invasion to AEW because, like, that's the main thing I'm looking – whenever, like, we're partnering with OWE and they showed all those guys and, like, they didn't show up at any of the shows so far this year. I can't explain my disappointment.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. While, at- the,
0: while the stronghearts are awesome, you know what else is awesome? Parkour Chinese Monks. Wrestling.
1: <laughs> so, yo, at Supershima, when you bring in the Shaolin monks to AEW, hashtag Shima Watch, ha- hashtag Shaolin Invasion. Yeah, fuck yeah. We need a hashtag Shaolin Invasion, hashtag Shima Watch, hashtag RT and follow. Oh fuck. So yeah. Oh, I came in on the thing. Just let me know when this is over. I'll be back. I mean, I was... <laughs> I was <laughs> getting to him. Uh,
0: so, 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 Blake, you want to talk about how you've managed to prove that mathematics are correct and that fifty uh, coin flips are 50-50, seeing that you have 20 out of 40 possible points in the G1 pick-ems? So, right?
1: <laughs> goddamn right. It, it showed me that... randomly picking bullshit is almost exactly the same as guessing what Gato would logically book. Yeah. Actually, no, it's better than that. It's better than using an Excel spreadsheet. It is apparently the most successful tactic in the G1. Now, I will say I'm only two points ahead of Scotty right now, so any victory could change yeah. the way things are.
0: Though but to be fair, I believe you were this far ahead a year ago, and then it all just crashed and burned. That is true. You were top, it, you were like top 75 at one
1: point, and then yeah, yeah, ended
0: yeah. in the mid-500s.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, that's because I... See, I continued to think that it would be just as random as the time went on. Yeah. So, as the days have gone on, I got a little bit more strategic with my coin uh, flips, and when I flipped them, I said, do I really think that they're going to win? Yeah, oh, nah. wow. Ah. So, I mean... So far, my tactic of abushi will win every match he's in isn't proving too good because he's lost every single match that he's been in so far. So yeah, that's yeah. not no, exactly that's
0: that's part of the reason why I only have six correct predictions is because Naito and uh, Abu and Ibushi decided to. It was the Naito the Naito one's hurt losing to Taichi and fucking actually I think I I think I guessed Yano so I actually I think I actually got that one right but it was the, the Chi one hurt.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh my other prediction of Lance Archer will lose every match he will be in was equally wrong as Lance apparently is gonna be like the star boy of this fucking uh G one because he's not lost a match yet.
0: He'll get to ten points probably, which will be impressive.
1: <laughs> which is a lot of At this more... point
0: at this point I've just given up on like winning this and I'm just enjoying how good the G one is. Yeah, because there's so many of these matches where I was like, I still I'm a day behind because I didn't get to watch yesterday's Mondays. Yeah, Mondays. Uh, but it is it is a rip roaring good t- watching Kenta beat the shit out of people, especially because of Bushi has an a legit ankle injury I think and yeah. like isn't isn't kicking. So watching Kenta just be like the resident, like oh, I see you wanted to have a match. No, 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 we're having a low grade MMA fight. <laughs> and you're just like you're just like, oh,
1: yeah. Yep. Also, I'm sorry, the only thing op- that I remember that I can do from the old days is kick. I used to play yeah. soccer, didn't I? I'm Kenta. <laughs> I'm Kenta, the good, good kick boy. Also, apparently Osprey's injured, so all of those predictions are going to get washed down the fucking drain. Oh, so, okay. That's he, is he
0: injured, injured, or is he Osprey injured,
1: which is I'm still going to wrestle. I'm actually not. Sh- in all likelihood, <laughs> I, uh, let's see right here. Oh, he has a broken spine, but he says he's going to keep wrestling. <laughs> he's, is a- he
0: moved to Japan, so he inherited the fighting spirit of that because yeah. fucking Ishii did it with like a completely, dist- like almost destroyed shoulder when he was never champion back in like 2013. Tanahashi had a couple years where it was just like you shouldn't be walking, and he was just like I'm a freaking main event baby, so like. <laughs> The G1 is a time where it's just like, are you dead? No? Then we'll call you a bitch if you don't finish this tour.
1: <laughs> so it's looking like, um, okay, he's going to be hopefully coming back the 18th. It was just like a minor neck injury, which means that he probably doesn't have a neck anymore. Um, so, which means yeah. he's wrestling against Zach.
0: Actually, isn't his next opponent Z, uh, ZSJ? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Zack Sabre Jr.
1: crack snaps neck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but now I want to ask you guys, and I feel like I already know Dylan's. What are your heels and faces of the week, gentlemen? I mean, I
0: I, I wrote them down, so I would hope that you know that looking at the notes.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, I can shit, see them. You did I- write them down. Wow, someone other than me used the show notes. I genuinely thought your heel was just going to be Florida heat at this point.
0: No, no, no. My heel is Gato for fucking going the extra mile to make this G1 especially unpredictable. Yeah. Like, because I watched the first two days and normally you're just like, okay, well then like the ups, nope, nope, he's going the first, I don't even know how many. Like, I'm just like, I have no, I have no idea. Yeah. literally the whole match through like i wish i could i wish i could do the g1 as a day by day pick him oh i yeah. feel like that'd be that'd be so much more like telling us be like can i recognize the pattern that he's trying to like build like as it's as it's going and just be like nope nope he went he zigged and i zagged, I zagged. <laughs> oh
1: man he's got more zigs than dolph ziggler
0: he does. Now, uh,
1: my heel of the Dolph week. Dolph Ziggler
0: lost in 30 seconds. He has no he zigs did. left.
1: <laughs> no zigs. He ran out of zigs that night. He doesn't have any zigs left to give. But I will say, my heel of the week was originally going to be apparently someone brought a sign to. I don't know if it was Raw or Extreme Rules. It was Raw. That just said, Darkwing Duck sucks. And Xavier Wood retweeted it, just being like, this man should be banned from every WWE show. Is this man man into Amore? Because he's banned. (laughs) Until... I watched the latest episode of DuckTales, which is the most Scotty sentence I've ever said, and on it, Darkwing Duck literally becomes a bad guy. So apparently, (laughs) in the DuckTales universe, Darkwing Duck does, in fact, suck. So my heel of the week, instead, is going to be Daniel Bryan. Not for doing bad... Well, I mean, I guess because he didn't follow up. Because they did the whole thing where he was like... He cut... Literally probably the best promo I've heard in a while where he was backstage and someone was like, how do you react to losing your titles? And he was like, I tried so hard to elevate this tag team division, but no, it didn't elevate them. It brought me down to a level of mediocrity. This is an unelevatable division. It's full of like, and he keeps going on and he's like getting close to tears. And then at the end, he was like, I know what I must do. I know where I will go from here. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. He's gonna do something really awesome on SmackDown. Here's what he did on SmackDown. He pulled the Chris Jericho. I'm gonna walk out, and then I'm not gonna say nothing. And then I'm gonna come back. And I'm gonna walk out again. Still not gonna say nothing. And I'm not gonna say anything. I'm gonna drop the mic and leave. And that was the moment I went, oh, this is what's happening. That's cool. That's that's dogwing Duck. <laughs> And then he came out, grabbed the microphone, and said, Let's get dangerous in the clotheslined Xavier Woods. Mm hmm. That's it. Yeah, so I, I think the heel is Eric Bischoff for not following up on what could have been a very, very interesting part of SmackDown and instead just made it a weird, kitschy segment that actually didn't play into his career that much. Um,. My heel is obviously uh, Paul Heyman for having conflict of interest in booking his client to take <laughs> the championship he didn't deserve and telling him to cash in. Yeah. Um, also, I didn't really have any other heels this week because I was just out of it. I mean, although let I mean, me start. I mean,
0: Baron Baron Corbin did b- beat up Becky, so like I don't know. I yeah. didn't meet
1: up Becky. I thought that was more impressive, but it was definitely super heel. It was. Okay. I'd love Seth's reaction. Oh yeah, yeah, where he just went buck wild, crazy. He, he just murdered a man. Mm-hmm. Local local arsonist murders Applebee's manager. <laughs> I like it says arsonist. Oh, man. <laughs> I really
0: wish you had tweeted it that night. That would have gone viral. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Um so baby faces of the week Dylan would you like to begin? We'll just go in the same round. Mine is uh Shooter Shoda Umino, uh also
0: known as John Moxley's um personal uh John belt Moxley's carrier. son,
1: his son.
0: Yeah. Belt, belt carrier personal young line. No, because it's so amazing watching him cuz I know he speaks English cuz there's video of him hanging out with Finn Juice. Uh so like he speaks Good like he knows it, but look at him just like as this like blank slate just dealing with the sheer craziness that is John Moxley giving promos yeah. and like other stuff. They did a fucking heart attack. Like the fucking move during a tag match in the G1. Hell like yeah. Fucking Kevin Kelly called around, it was like, oh, like like hanging neck breaker it was like, he just did a heart attack. They did a fucking like classic tag team move and you fucked this up. But watching that happen and watching him like Deal with that, and watching like freaking John as a as a uh, like a, a mentor, a crazy mentor yeah. <laughs> to this thing is my is one of my greatest joys. Like it's the only tag match where I was like, okay, so I need to watch all the G one matches and the John and Shota tag match, and then that's my thing. Like it's been forever since I was like, no, 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 I really need to watch this undercard like Young Lion tag match for this one kid. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and that's uh,
1: that's the magic that being John Moxley's personal fuck boy gets you. Yeah, uh, I've got three baby faces of the week, so I'll rush through the first two, and then we'll talk about the third because it was very good when I found it. First one is Megaran because he might have given us our new theme song. It's going in the show. He liked the comment where I said I was stealing it, and so I I consider that full approval to use it for our show. Um, so yeah, thanks to Meg, we'll, we'll say it again at the end of the show, thanks to Megaran for letting us use Fighters as our new theme song, which is a very appropriate song for Fight Boys. Uh, second is Braun Strowman for finally doing Braun Strowman shit again, because I tuned into Extreme Rules and his match against Bobby, apparently, I tuned in halfway through, apparently they went and like started tossing each other through merch tables and shit, like it's an ROH show in 2015. They're beating each other up around the arena. And the end of the match, you remember the spot from the, I think it was S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Evolution, where Seth comes off that top, like, entranceway? That's where they were.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I saw. Braun Strowman attempted murderer is the best Braun Strowman. Yeah. Yeah, because that's
1: that's what he is. Yeah, but my favorite part of it was still the refs counting one, two, and I'm like, oh, so bronze not gonna like crawl out of it? No, it's like because uh, it's not, it's not like he they kicked stri- out
0: like Frankenstein through a shitty wall in an old Universal film. Yeah, yeah. that's what happened. <laughs> Just <laughs> rawr, rawr, like arms out like yeah. that.
1: Because it's not like they went straight to the ground. There was, like, the production cardboard boxes set up. And Braun just busts through it like the fucking Kool-Aid man. He's like, oh, yeah! <laughs> and then just screams at the crowd. And it was the first time in, like, two years I gave a legitimate shit about Braun Strowman. Because, holy fuck, it was so good. Yeah, and- it's almost like they watered him down by booking him like shit. Yeah. And my final baby face of the week goes to Twitter user at NecroPants, and I sent this to you guys earlier, and in the most Dylan move of all time, created a PowerPoint presentation to get one of his co-workers to watch the G1, but the co-worker's name was Blake, so it took me a minute to be like, wait a minute, is NecroPants Dylan's burner account, and he's just not telling us about it, or what? Because my regular account
0: is my burner account.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I would also say that's that's pretty respectable if he thought of me as a coworker. Yeah, uh, blank. Watch the G one. I swear to fuck, I'm giving you everything you need to threaten to know. So throw me a fucking bone here. Cut to the next slide. No, it's not like March Madness. Stop asking me that. 20 wrestlers are divided into two blocks of 10. Everyone in each block wrestles each other. Points are are awarded based on match results. The guy with the most points in each block wrestle each other in the finals. The winner gets a fugly trophy, a flag, and the opportunity to main event Wrestle Kingdom, and also a table covered in Coors Light. (laughs) And that was when I was like. Oh hell yes! This guy's given me everything I need to know to be like hell yeah. G one, G one, yes, G one.
0: Man, that that table covered in covered in coors light reminds me of why I love Zack Sabre Jr. Yeah, because because after the New Japan Cup, he was just like what is it? was it warm beer? He's like, I well, want you to know when I'm when I'm New uh, IWGP champion, there'll be cold beer on these tables, and he walks <laughs> off. And then at Wrestle Kingdom. He, and he's like, "No, I'm not dealing with this cold beer. He pulls out some gin and tonics that he like he's like, "I bought these earlier today for this exact moment. Hands one to Taka Michinoku. Cracks, and it was like, G&T time. They, they, they <laughs> toast. I
2: was like, oh, you're
0: my... Thank you. Thank you for giving me that memory. I, I, I had forgotten why I love ZSJ he, so much. He
1: cuts his own version of that fucking Brock Lesnar UFC promo, where he's just like, I'm not gonna drink your warm, shitty Coors Light. I'm gonna go home, drink a gin and tonic, and maybe lay on top of my wife for a few. Uh, So... I'm gonna
0: be. I'm gonna be vegan and talk about socialism with people.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go drink drinking gin and talk and talk about socialism with my wife for a few. Oh, so Blanky you T, you'd amaze
0: me if you told me that ZSJ was married.
1: Yeah, Bl- Blanky T, you're the last one left. Who was your baby face? Who got over with Just you? Gonna leave my baby face. My baby face is all three of them together because not only. Did they win? Not only are all of them champions right now, not only do they have three collective belts between them, not only did they save my ass in the prediction series this week <laughs> because I was behind by so much and now I'm only behind by one. Yeah. It is the new day! Yeah, I I, uh, I sent our predictions after Fight for the Fall, and I'm like, damn, Blake, you're behind by three, homeboy. How are you going to make it up? Then the next day, the New Day came out, and we're like, we got you, Blake Tanner, and started swiveling the hips. It's because um, I was part of their push to, be- to get to be their two millionth subscriber. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not only did right. it start with Biggie coming out and addressing the crowd and saying to everybody how much. He could not wait for the New Day to touch the tips of their titles <laughs> together. Yeah. Um. Not only did... Also, Xavier...
0: Z- not only did Xavier Woods come out and prove that while he is the best talker, he's also like a res- really good wrestler. Yeah. Which we forget.
1: Yeah. You forget just how good he is. I remember um after his actual like real match during Cena's US Open Challenge like somebody posted um when he wrestled in TNA and I'm like damn he's good Oh yeah yeah
0: out of the woods is one of my favorite moves
1: it, yeah, it really is. It's,
0: it's it's one of the most bullshit wrestling ones. Like, how can I increase this clothesline? I know, I'll do a headstand flip. Yeah. <laughs> that's,
1: that'll do it. He's another one of those guys that you forget had been around for so long before he came to WWE. And then when you look, you're like, oh, shit. Okay, that's cool, I guess.
0: Yeah, him and K quick.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, thank you, because I was also going to bring up my new favorite meme of all time, which is... How WWE wrestlers will look in twenty years, and it's like a picture of like Becky in old age makeup, and like Braun and Braun using the face app, and like all of that shit. And the very last one is r truth looking exactly as he does on this day. Uh, By the, the way, congratulations to
0: that. to twelve time European twenty four seven champion. Yeah, our r- truth coming it. out coming coming out and jumping on a man in his. In his fucking briefs on his honeymoon. You mean, because jumping
1: on a man, laying on a man before that man could lay on his wife. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The Disrespect.
1: Uh, also, the New Day, um, Kofi's champ, the New Day are champs. They can all touch those champ titles together and, like, bail.
0: Is, is anybody else real sad for Samoa Joe? Because Samoa oh, yeah. Joe just, like, can't. Catch a break.
1: Oh, yeah. It was like... Because, like, also tonight, I was like, maybe they'll continue it, and like Blake said, he'll win it at SummerSlam. No, it's looking like it's probably going to... It's either going to be a fatal four-way, or Randy versus Kofi for the title. Yep. So...
0: And, like... And if if Randy doesn't win with the punt, fuck this entire feud.
1: (laughs) Yeah. While screaming, stupid! Stupid! It was, uh, just... I don't want to get my hopes up anymore with Joe because I love him, but I've been just burned so many times with the yeah. way WWE books characters like him. Yeah. I mean, the minute that I saw New Day win the tag titles with them, and I went, ah, poor Joe, because there's no way he's going to be taking that title tonight. Not, not after Not when they have the opportunity to touch them tips. Oh, yeah, that's funny. When I saw that the, the New Day had won, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you busted through some cardboard boxes like Braun and we're like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Am I the Kool-Aid man or am I the cat in the hat? You decide. <laughs> God, I fucking hate that movie. Uh, go watch it with us.
2: This summer, two men save the world. From who you ask? Everything, invading, robo penises. This show is not about
1: those two men. <laughs> this show's just a load of BS. The show where Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore make up dumbass movies like that. We're your personal think tank. We're your two white guys, which fills the quota for a mm-hmm. podcast, I think. And we're just going to be here to have a good time and talk about sauerkraut. That's right. Except no substitutes, ladies and gentlemen, because this is that pure, uncut Yes.
2: Good, good, i cut.
1: So, boys, we've talked WWE, we've talked Fight for the Fallen, which it currently feels like a bit Fight for the Fallen because I spent the whole show with my ring light off, forgot, turned it on, and now I am already sweating in my room. So, but I feel like we need to talk about the best pay-per-view of last weekend, which is, of course, JWF Excessive Force, which means we need to go over... To Captain Tibbs and Silver Spoon for another episode of JWF, Monday Night War. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to JWF, Monday Night War. I'm your host, Silver Spoon, joined as always by my partner in crime, Captain Tibbs.
2: Hey, um, Uh, I got a little bit excessive the other night. Uh-huh. That's
1: that's all right, Tibbs. Because I was we had a, I, took, I took my boy out drinks. We had a great time. That's all right, Tibbs, because we had one hell of a pay per view. JWF Excessive Force, where, of course, your boy chuck tibbs he had an excellent showing against momoa curry in a fatal four-way for the jwf championship we saw scott moore defeat guy fietti in what was an absolutely devastating grudge match i mean the ring was covered in blood after it was horrifying tibbs Mm, but extremely excessive we didn't even clean it after that i felt we needed to keep it there for prosperity that's right, and in the opening match, in a shocking display, Griffin Clouds of the VWO returned to assist his brother, the Hammerman, in defeating and the demon. He helped Honey save Pot. the universe with the Hammerman when they defeated that demon, that evil, that Honey Pots. That's right, Tibbs. But right now, we need to focus on the next pay-per-view Summerfest it's the greatest shindig of the summer and right now I'd like to go to our ring because social media has been buzzing all day Tibbs because one of a a legend in the JWF Spider the Longhorn Lockhart announced he was going to have a special message to give to the JWF universe and he said that it was going to have Summerfest implications what what do you think he's going to say? Now, 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 you just hold the damn phone for a second. Spider Lockhart's gonna be here. That's right. He's walking out to the ring right now, posing oh, to the Oh, Jesus Christ, no! I hate Spider Lockhart. Well, Tibbs, he's, he's got something to say, so let's hear what he's got to say. This special announcement from Spider Lockhart. Oh. So, 30 years ago, well... World, world was a lot different back then, 30 years ago. Reagan was president, the damn internet, and those smarts weren't around, and, and the cocaine flowed. And also, 30 years ago, a man named Captain Tibbs found me washed up, broken down, and drunk in a bar in Atlanta. And he made me an offer right then and there. He looked me in the eyes, and he told me to find the biggest motherfucker in that building and try to kick their ass, and if I succeeded, said he'd make me a millionaire. Well, Birmingham, Alabama, let me tell you right now, I didn't just kick that guy's ass, I kicked the entire bar's ass, and I came out of it with a JWF contract, and ever since then, Captain Tibbs made good on his promise. He's made me a millionaire. But I didn't, I didn't get it easy. No, 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 I've been putting my body on the line day in and day out to make you fans happy. You've seen me grow, not just as a wrestler, but as a human being. You've seen me get married, seen my kids, and whether you hated me or loved me, I know every single person in this arena respected me when I came out to this ring, because everyone here knows if Spider was coming to Birmingham, you know you're gonna see it fight. But um, as I look back at that locker room, I'm I'm starting to see guys that could kick my ass now and damn sure would have kicked my ass back then. Guys like the Hammerman, Chuck Tibbs, guys guys like the Dillon. And you know, I, I'd like to think that I'm like the boys that I came up with. Momoa Curry, Captain Tibbs. I'd like to think that I was just like them. Being able to get in this ring still and perform just as well now as I did back then. But the truth is, I can't. I'm not Momoa Curry, I'm not Captain Tibbs, and my old body's broken and beaten to a point where my kids are afraid daddy's not going to be able to pick himself out of bed in the morning, and there are days where I'll be honest, I haven't been able to, and I can't give my family that life anymore, I can't give them that kind of worry anymore, which is why... I'd like to formally announce my retirement from the sport of professional wrestling. Tibbs, what what in the world's going on? I mean, I know you didn't have good words for him before this, but Spider's retiring after a 30-long-year career. What in the world? Lord in heaven, I never thought I'd see the day. The day that he stopped running his mouth and actually talked about something real. Well, ladies and gentlemen, listen, before you all get teary-eyed on me, don't you dare forget who I am. I'm Spotted, the damn Longhorn Lockhart. And I know that I can't put up with the same schedules and routines that I'm used to. But I'll tell you right now, I'm as good once as I ever was, and that's why at Summerfest... I'm going to be competing in my final match against a man who's, well, he's earned my respect over the final past few months. A man who's been my road dog as we traveled up and down the highways and byways of America. And a man who, well, I'll be honest, I'd call it a privilege to end my career facing. And that's this man. Tibbs. Tim's and Sam Adams, the beer man, the American beer man. Of course, we know that uh, Sam has been teaming up, teaming up on the roads with Spider in recent months. I mean, do you think, do you, how do you think Sam's reacting right now? You can see the tears in his eyes getting in the ring, embracing his tag team partner. This is an emotional display from these two men. Well, it's, it's obviously a great honor to, uh, a great honor for Sam Adams to retire Spider Lockhart for the fourth time the fourth time somebody has retired Spider Lockhart though no, so, so I'm, I'm gonna shoot straight but yeah I'll believe it when I see that's right Tibbs of course Spider known, known for pulling some tricks on the uh, old JWF universe but who knows this time it might be real as Spider Lockhart retires and faces off against that man, Sam Adams, in a JWF arena for what is possibly the last time at Summerfest. But, Tibbs, I'd like to take you back. Uh, hold on, Sils. Before we go, Spider, I know you're going to listen to this later. You still owe me $2,500 for that bar tab 30 years ago. I have not forgotten. Well, Tibbs, speaking of man who had not forgotten... Let's talk about Guy Fieri, a man who had not forgotten what Scott Moore did to him at the Toe Jam pay-per-view. Calling out Scott for a match at excessive force. And Tibbs, let's be honest, during that whole match, we thought Guy had it in the bag. But of course, when Scott's friends in the dynasty, his son Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner, when they stepped in, it changed the entire landscape of that match awful fast. What'd you think? Mm Mm-hmm. Scotty Moore, of course, Scott Moore's son, Blake Tanner been scotty's tag team partner for so long been like brothers all of them like a big family they they, they were trying to look out for one another even though it, it was just the dirtiest thing i'd seen all night that's right tims but you talked about blake tanner and speaking of blake ever since scotty Moore formed the dynasty many people in the jwf universe have said that scotty is treating blake like an afterthought And that's why we sent one of our top interviewers backstage to catch up with Blake Tanner and hear what he has to say about these accusations. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, Dive the Dive McDonald backstage with one-third of the trio known as the Dynasty, Blake Tanner. Now, Blake, ever since Scotty Moore, your tag team partner, formed the Dynasty, many people, they've said that you seem like an afterthought in the team, that Scotty Moore... Well, he's just using you as much as he's using his father to get to the JWF Championship. I got to know, how do you respond to these accusations? All oh, right, McDonald, come on. It, really? You think that me, a part of the dynasty, a part of this family, would even think about something like that? Let me tell you something. I think at the <laughs> yeah, end yeah, of the well, day... yeah, Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Listen. McDonald... What you doing, buddy? Scotty Moore, Blake Tanner, Scott Moore, we're a family here. Are you trying to break up my happy little family? You trying to destroy what I've worked so hard to claim in this company? Look, I know you got a job, and you just want to get the clickbaity titles that draw in the numbers, but this ain't the way to get it, buddy, because Blake Tanner, he ain't an afterthought. In the dynasty. No, 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 no. No one is an afterthought in the dynasty. We are a family. We are royalty. And if you're not careful, we'll force you to bow down before us, just like my dad did to Guy Fietti and excessive force. But you know something? You do make one hell of a good point because I agree. Blake Tanner has not been used to his full potential. And the dynasty, I mean, this man, he is the JWF Tag Team Champion, one of the longest reigning JWF World Heavyweight Champions of all time. And, well, if everything goes according to plan, he's going to become the first ever JWF Triple Crown Champion. See, McDonald, this is what I, was at, what I was talking about. You can't just come in here and say that we were not a family, that we're not... Wait, what? Well, I was going to tell you this in private, make it a little special, special thing over some scotch and some some food, but since my hand has been forced by some people... I made in a few calls, put in a few favors, and next week in the main event of JWF Monday Night War, where he belongs, by the way, Blake Tanner is going to face the Hammerman for the JWF Captains Championship. And he is going to prove to each and every one of the doubters out there that he is not an afterthought. No, 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 no. this man is he. The B to the L A K E and soon to be the JWF Captains Champion. How's that for a headline, McDonald? Uh, uh, t- Tibbs? Tibbs, this is an amazing match. We just got announced next week on JWF War. We are going to see the Hammerman face off against Blake Tanner. I mean, the Hammerman just had a grueling match against Honeypot. Do you think he's ready for it? So, the Hammerman is ready for anything uh, after his performance at the last show. I had excessive force. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm terrified for it. That's alright, Tibbs, but let me tell you something. Blake Tanner, like Scotty said, he is one of the best to face in this JWF ring, and if Hammerman wants to prove himself, this match may be the way to do it to prove that he is the champion that he claims to be. I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. But, of course, speaking of the Hammerman, let's talk about one of the Hammerman's former opponents, the man known as Momoa Curry, the JWF World Heavyweight Champion, who, of course, at, uh, at excessive force, faced off against Felix Ball, the Dillon, uh, against your son, Chuck Tibbs, and what was an absolutely brutal elimination-style fatal four-way match. And Tibbs, I'll be honest, there were times in that match where Momoa, he wasn't getting up as fast as he used to. He wasn't responding the way he used to. And I thought, I honestly thought for a second we were going to see the end of his reign right then and there. What did you think? Well, so this is exactly what Momoa wanted. I I haven't seen him be that resilient in at least a dozen years. If you would put Momoa Curry... Two years ago in that match, he would have been one of the first two or three eliminated he would not have made it to the final two even i I, I just don't see it I, I just am amazed at how much progress he's made how how different he seems recently that's right, but despite all that, you see him coming out to the ring right now said he had an announcement to make. And his ribs are taped up. You see that scar above his eyebrows stapled together. He had an absolutely brutal match, but he's still here, and he's got something to say. So let's go down to Momoa Curry.
2: Well, ladies and gentlemen, take a good long look at what you see in this ring right now. Because they don't call that pay-per-view excessive force for no reason. No, no, no. My ribs are battered. My skull had to be stitched up. My body is nearly broken. But despite all of that, I still stand as your JWF World Heavyweight Champion. You see, I stood in that ring with three of the best that locker room had to offer, and I'll be honest, they were tough. Everyone knows about my history with the Dillon and Tibbs. I'll be honest, your boy, he's got a bright career ahead of him. All of them do. Well, maybe not Felix Ball. But you see... Goddamn right! But you see, that's all in the future. Because right now... Where we are right now in the timeline. No, no, we are in the era of Momoa Kari, And no matter what, I will proudly fight as your JWF champion and give this title the prestige it deserves, which is why I would like to... Tibbs! Tibbs, what the world? The, the flames
1: have shot up. The music's going. It's Mojo Gruff, the voodoo man from the bayou. One half of La Flambeau coming out. What in the world's Mojo doing? Oh, you gotta be kidding me. Not today. That's right. I mean, maybe he's pissed off. He just saw Honeypot lose in what was an absolutely devastating match and excessive force. I don't know what's going through Mojo's mind. Let's have a listen. Mamoa 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 You're still living in that world of delusion, aren't you? The delusion that you've faced the greatest our locker room has to offer. But you haven't. No, 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 you've merely scraped the bottom of the barrel while the cream was still waiting on the top, begging for a fight. And we're done begging. You see, Momoa, despite that championship around your waist, we are not in the era of Momoa Curry. No, 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 we are in the era of La Flambeau. And our holy fire has set its next target on you. My master told me to consume the soul of a broken god, and that is exactly what you are. You see, your fatal four-way match should have been a cakewalk for a god like you, but instead, you come out with battered ribs, stapled wounds, and a broken spirit. So, La Flambeau will finish what was started at excessive force. But don't be afraid, Mamoa. It won't take long. Oh my
2: god, Tibbs! mamoa
1: he was just violently assaulted from behind by the demon! The, the beast honeypot! He's got that massive... What in the world is it? It looks like a battering ram just beating the hell out of Mamoa Curry! Look at the strength of the demon! No, I knew it was too good to be true. He's back. He's so powerful. Sounds, he's beating Momoa Curry like That's right. Can hate. we get some security out here right now? This is horrifying as he just keeps, now he's just wrenching on those ribs, putting that battering ram straight into a Momoa howling in pain. I don't think I've ever heard Momoa scream like this, Tits. I just, I can't watch this. We've got to... We gotta get somebody out here but there's nobody oh, it looks like a security team coming off and oh my god Momoa, Mojo Gruff just beating away, beating away the entire security team as Honeypot continues to work over Momoa Curry whose body is limp it is beaten and oh my god Tibbs he's, he's picked up Momoa Curry He's got Momoa held over his head. I, I don't think I've ever seen someone pick up Momoa like that. And oh my God! Just breaking the body of Momoa Curry across the knee. I think I heard a snap back here as his limp body just rolls to the ground. We need a medic out here right now. Momoa Curry might be dead. Uh, uh can't believe what I'm seeing Tibbs this is horrifying to see in the ring Mojo Gruff said that they were going to finish what was started in excessive force and I thought they might have been a match I thought they meant at Summerfest but no Momoa Curry is broken and a half in the center of the ring and I Tibbs I, I know we gotta end the show but how how after seeing something like that sells I have to go. Plans need to be made. That's security of the human race for survival. We've got to do it. we have got to all. It's understandable, wrong. Tibbs, but for now I guess everyone at home I will um I will see you next time for another episode of JWF Monday Night War. So Blakey e. T, it's been one hell of an episode, an emotional episode of JX or JWF Monday Night War, I gotta say. I, I never thought Spider Lockhart would ever retire. They said he'd die in the middle of the ring. Uh, he might still. He might still. Yeah, Sam Adams is a tough motherfucker. But what did you learn this week? I learned that you never underestimate three men that want to touch their tips. And I learned that you never underestimate the power of Florida heat against the Dillon, because holy shit, I felt real sad, because I'm still an AEW boy, but I mean, if it was that bad. Just give him some time, let him cool off. Yeah. I mean, the minute he was like, I don't want to go to another AEW show, I'm like, bitch, I'm trying to get us in StarCast. Don't say shit like that. We're not going to just ignore it. He's <laughs> like, we're going to turn you around now. We're going to turn you around. It's fine, big boy. We got it. Uh, so Deli can be found on Twitter at Dick and Stormy. Blake, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Video on YouTube. And also, Gazi learned that Black and Cesaro have the best matches. <laughs> that's right Black and Cesaro is my favorite dish at the Olive Garden it's very how long big. is it before they turn into a tag team um should be next week I think uh, and of course you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Moe S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O Buy all my books on Amazon and I just set up a Fiverr account so if you want like a custom stream layout made if you do streams if you want some voice acting done I do basically everything so make sure to do that mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. of and- course mm-hmm. oh do Wait. you have something important to say Blake Wait, wait! I think I need—I think I need to interject. I think I need to say something about uh, something that something that opens up and and ends this. We, we've got a new one, and it is Fighters by Megaran. That's right. Um, our intro and you outro. Thank you to Megaran for not suing us yet. <laughs> And of course, remember to check out all the other shows online at a load of pure BS.com, ladies and gentlemen. There's plenty of other shows. If you like me and Blake BS and back and forth, make sure to check out a load of BS. Which is, of course, our flagship show that is just full of me and Blake being drunk assholes for an hour. So check that out. Remember to support the show. If you can't do it monetarily, we understand. Just subscribe to our YouTube channel. Check out all the other shows on there. Um, leave us a review on iTunes. Or more importantly, come to the streams. Come hang out with us. Come chat with us. We love getting feedback from you guys. It's awesome. And as always, you can find us at pureBScom Step up to the merch table at merch.elodefpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook. Donate to the Patreon. Subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Shoshima, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life!